Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Hey, this is Artie Lang, and you're listening to the Jake Brown Show. And welcome to the Jake Brown Show, CBS Radio's Play.it, iTunes, Spotify, Jake Brown Radio, Jake Brown Show on social media. And this man, you know him, he's hilarious. You've known him from Mad TV, you know him from Crashing. Uh, you've probably seen him in a comedy show, you've seen him with Stern, you've seen him everywhere. Been in the news a little bit this week, Artie Lang is on the show. Artie, uh, how you doing, man? Good, Jake, how are you? Thanks for got me on i'm good i'm good and of course check him out at the wellmont i'll be there uh, tomorrow i guess people hear this today friday the 24th in new jersey the wellmont theater uh should be good can we get an update here are you still on crashing or are you not because judd apatow said you haven't been fired no i i there was a misunderstanding i was on comedy shows i thought i was kind of being ironic but the press takes everything literal and uh yeah no i i am still a, a crashing employee have they fully supported you here? I know Judd sent out tweets, and but yes. has the, the whole crew. Has. Listen, Judd is, uh, you know, I I I I didn't know him really till we started doing this. I knew him a little bit from comedy, and um, he is a- a- absolutely uh, unbelievably great. He's a great great person, and he's been very supportive in an unconditional way. And everybody there has Pete Holmes as well. HBO has been good to me, and I um, you know, what what can I say? I. I, I, I'm a guy who uh, is literally helped off the canvas when I, I, I get knocked down by a lot of very iconic, talented people. And Judd is the, the, the latest in that line. He's, a, he's been great. How's that show been? It's, it's a little different from what you usually do, but it's, it's received pretty good reviews. Uh, how's the Which is very been? different than what I do. I guess. No, look, I play myself, obviously. I'm 49 years old. I've been doing stand-up on and off since July 12th, 1987, so about 30 years. And uh, I uh, am finally at the part where, uh, pushing 50, I'm the guy a young comic might get advice from. And that's what I play here. And I didn't know how well I'd be at that, but I've tried to do it in real life with people. Uh, And it's basically very simple. I'm like, just don't do what I did. Just Google me and do the opposite. (laughs) because uh, I've gotten a lot of great jobs and I've lost a lot. Uh, I don't know how kids do it now with social media. I don't know how a stand-up comic doesn't act and risks failing at that act, which is the only way you can write new material, and then deal with immediately being judged by these jerks who are in the front row on Twitter. I, I don't know how these young kids are doing it. A lot of them just have seven minutes and they know a kill and they never try anything else because they're afraid they get yell that on Twitter so uh, the advice part is hard within those parameters with like uh, technology but there's stuff that never changes like killing time on the road uh, uh, sort of a camaraderie between you and the other comics and uh, young people who go to clubs I think they they don't know how to talk to anything but uh, the screen of a laptop hmm. and uh, uh, comics have to especially with each other have to be different than that I think that's why I tried to relay in a funny way and I found that I was pretty good at it and loved doing it. Is it frustrating at all how comedy has changed and since you started like 30 years ago? For a 
comic like me, yeah. I mean, you know, the co comedians. Uh, in 1987, the first night I did stand up, I was 19. The big comics of the day were Sam Kinison, Andrew Dice Clay, Eddie Murphy. Every one of those guys would not be able to do the act they were doing. Not even close. Not even close. The, the, the gay material, the racial material, uh, you know, not even close. It, uh, Eddie Murphy, I, I would hope, would change those outfits as well. <laughs> but, uh, you know, there's the F word for gay people, which is a harsh word. Uh, and that is something that Eddie Murphy, who I think is a comedic hero, I love him, but that's something that Eddie Murphy doesn't only say in his act. The first bit on his first album, the name of the bit is the F word I'm talking about for gay people, which mm -hmm. is, you know, the most hard, one, of the, one of the most hurtful words ever in the N-Words League. And, uh, you know, it's the name of a bit. It, it, I, it's so different, it's insane. I'm not defending that. I'll defend Eddie Murphy, but not that particular situation. Uh, I can't judge him because I've been all over the place, too, because you try to be funny on every level. But, uh, you know, kids not only get offended at the stuff they should like that, but they get offended at ridiculous stuff that is, makes you furious. Yeah, that leads me to my next question. I watched the first hour. I'm sure you saw the new Chappelle special and the reactions were people just furious at certain things, gay comments, uh, what racist comments. I mean, he said everything. He just, he did a whole rant on gay people and how he doesn't like them and stuff. And he, was, he didn't like them? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. And it was just a whole thing. I haven't thing. seen it. it was, I, I, you know, I, I recommend Chappelle. watching it. It's funny. But do you think, uh, I mean, you basically already said it, but do you think we have become, well, not we, but people have become soft in our generation here? Oh, soft is not even the word. I, this, I do a whole bit on a safe space about that these kids are in college. When they get into the real world, what are they going to do? I, you know, uh, I'm like, you know, Dad, I'm a, I told the gentleman on the subway I was in my safe space and he urinated on me. Uh, well, you tell him you're a Davenport. You're an Indiana Davenport. Nobody urinates on a Davenport. You go back and tell him that. I talked to the guy, Dad, and he uh, defecated on me. You go back and you're going to work at the family gift shop. And uh, there'll be no stress, no pressure. We're going to own the gift shop. If you want to leave early, it's fine. And you'll help your older brother. Uh, that, that, that is, there's a generation of kids that don't want to work at all. And, and parents that accept it. You're going to inherit the money from your old man who's a successful dentist in Ohio, and your life will be stress-free. Uh, because the first time, I, look, I've dated a couple of millennials, uh, and after they down whatever juices in the Nutribullet, they look for a job, and they get sad and angry and want to call a lawyer for a lawsuit if a, if a, if a boss raises their voice to them because they're late. I, it's astonishing. Yeah, it's it's scary. What uh, you wouldn't be in that to... category. I, look, I think you know. How old are you? I'm 26. Okay, look, you're you're in the heart of millennial. Clearly, yeah. you're a guy yeah. who. Uh, well, that's not true, actually. You wanted to cancel us to go to a hockey game, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> Danny, my guy, you know, we're both the same age. This kid, he's clearly a talented kid. He's got a hot, uh, like, uh, podcast going on. Live Nation loves you. And uh, he doesn't want to do it because he's got to go to a hockey oh, game. Well, I, I had a lady calling. I had a lady calling. But I, yeah, I, I, I couldn't miss Artie. I couldn't miss Artie. I was brought up where you go, if this worked, yeah. <laughs> you tell the lady, you'll be a little late. Yeah. I, I, she no, start, she said, we'll eat healthy. And I said, all right, I'll be late. It's fine. Here's the thing. You're talented, clearly. Yeah. If you just had the work ethic to where you tell the broad, I'll be five minutes late because I'm interviewing a guy, but you, you, you're going to have the world by a string because th that's why I think young people in the military, when they come out, if they're not, you know, they're something blown off, God forbid, the work ethic you learn there is going to make them dominate this millennial world where talented people will get overrided by people who just have more energy.
Um, now, look, I sound, I'm 49. You don't want to hear any of this. I don't want to talk to a 49-year-old when I was 26. But this is the first time where it really might be true, where old people are going, no, we're, we're screwed. Like, you guys, <laughs> you guys, uh, you know, you got to cancel the net game. <laughs> I was not positive it was going to happen with everything that went down today. I'm glad it did. So I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad you no, made look, it happen. I'll bust your chops. No, I got well, you, you. You could have a sense of humor too, which is which puts you one above. A lot of people go, like, "What's your problem?" I'm joking around. So oh no, because people are too soft these days. It's like you got to have a sense of humor, and it's just embarrassing. Well, do, you, do you believe that about your own generation? That it's uh, so. I do. I mean, I see yeah. it all over Twitter. I read everybody's tweets. I'm like, "Are you kidding me? Like this guy's a comedian. He's supposed to make fun yeah. of a race, a gender. Like, come on, like grow well, up, grow know, sad." Look, that's a good point. And look, there's certain things that aren't defensible. Like I don't know. Uh, uh, with all due respect, a lot of times when someone is not a stand-up comic, when they relay something about a comic like Chappelle's act. Uh, like you said, he just said, I don't like gay people. I, I'm assuming there's more to that, but mm-hmm. if, if he did make that statement, and uh, I don't think you're lying at all, I'm sure, uh, I, I'd like to think there's something real artistic behind it, but if not, uh, I, you know, I love Chappelle to death, but that's not a cool thing to say. Well, it was, I think the story he was telling was that they come into his house and with his wife and they take his food and they sit on his couch and stuff like that. It, it well, wasn't bad. Who are these gay people he knows in the neighborhood? <laughs> I know. I know what he's saying is that there's, there's. Look, everybody has to really. That's why there's dialogue about stuff. There's never been dialogue before, and that is a positive. But you know, I think the enlightened people realize. I think that you're born gay. It's like you know, there's no way Richard Simmons and James Caan were born the same way. You know, and you, you, you. You have to, and so in other words, if you have something against gay people, that means you have something against someone whose only problem was being born, which is not, you know, not right. In the old days, people actually thought it was a choice, and uh, if it is for some people, cool, but mostly no. You're, you're born that way, which means you have to respect somebody the same way you do if they're born white or black. It's, it's uh, God, if you believe in them, and most of these guys do don't like gay people your god created these people what what's your you're contradicting yourself mm-hmm. but that being said we can be so different and i think what Chappelle's saying is it's tough to relate you really got to work at it both sides though you know already lying on the jake brown show cbs radio's play today follow him on twitter at Artie quitter and check out the podcast as well what, what are we going to expect to see here at the wellmont and any upcoming shows i know you're going to do a little francesa right <laughs> And whatever, whatever works. I'll do Francesca when he talks about hating gay people. That's a big rap. <laughs> uh, no, I, look, I was just doing that today a little bit. Uh, uh, I talked about Francesca and uh, Russo back in their heyday when uh, Mike and Amanda were on. That's what got me in a radio. Yep. Oh, great. Listen, great uh, to me, the sports version of Stern. I was as obsessed with that show. Uh, especially in my gambling days, as I was with Howard in the non-sports arena there. But uh, they were great because of genuine sports nerds. To me, Jim Rome and guys like him are trying to get a sitcom. Russo and Mad Dog were really old. like They were like 90 years old at the age of 30. When Dennis Miller got the job on Monday Night Football, mm-hmm. They act. They didn't know who he was. Like they, SNL was on when they were twenty. What were they doing? Were they always watching a lacrosse game? <laughs> well, I, I don't get how they didn't know who Dennis Miller was. They talked about him like he 
was just born yesterday. And it was so funny because it's genuine. Francesca would go, uh, I don't know, dog. I hear he's uh, satirical. Uh, I hear he's big with the left-wing rants. I hear he's, uh, I think he's Jewish. I think he's not a definite sports guy. I think he's anti-sports. So I think he's called ironic by people. <laughs> and Man Dog cuts in and goes, what's I got to do a big spot Thursday night fourth quarter? <laughs> And it's like you're astonished and you're so entertained because it's like these two idiots. I've never heard of a guy who was a weekend update anchor for six years. Well, Artie, I don't know if you know the one of the incredible ones is when uh, I think they were talking about Deadpool, Francesa, and Russo responds with true story. And it's <laughs> it's clearly not true. And it's yeah. <laughs> How about, I love the year that Russo, they were doing the movie picks, which is amazing. Picked Air Force One as best picture by far. <laughs> I tell you, like, Harrison Ford plays the president. You, you, you tell me why the guy played president more believable. You believe he's the president. <laughs> you believe he wants those people off his plane. Boy, <laughs> <laughs> when Russo uh, uh, was um, reviewing the Springsteen concert, the first time he toured without the E Street Band, and uh, yeah, I don't care what you say, Mikey, nobody but nobody wants to hear that 57 Channel song. Get Rosalina back. <laughs> Get them to freeze out. Where's the big man? <laughs> we need a reunion, like an actual show on Sirius or they something. They did it. Uh, did they do something at Radio City? I was Rejoin? there. Yeah, they did. But it was it was guest filled. They needed to do four hours of just them. Um, wouldn't you pay to kind of see a, a reunion of them? And a lot of money. A lot of money it would make me feel young again. The year yeah. the Giants beat the Bills in the Super Bowl, that entire year, I bet every week more money than I could afford. And I, I look so forward to them doing their picks right up until the bowl. Mm -hmm. Francesca picking the Giants, they were eight and a half dogs. And, and uh, it, I mean, come on, it was unreal. It, it was so entertaining, and I would love to pay money for that. So many classic moments uh, yeah. already laying on the show. Now, my good buddy is James Flippin, Jimmy Flippin. You know him very well. Yes. Um, he said... He resents fans who who say they like you, you're a gambler, drug user, a drinker, whatever, and you hate them if they're hardcore fans. Say it again? He says that you hate hardcore fans or something? Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, Flippin' is one of my favorite people in he's the world, great. but he's yeah. got to move out of his mother's house. <laughs> I, he has two shirts. One's a Giants shirt, one's a Mets shirt. And uh, I think the other, the other shirt said, uh, I think Trump is God. And uh, he he uh, he just has these opinions that are formed by a guy who is uh, way too big of a Met fan and living in his mom's house at 34. Well, I'm a diehard Met fan, but I'm I'm living not in my mother's basement. Uh, exactly, so. and you're going to a Net game. Do you like Do you like any teams that don't end in S? I'm Mets, Knicks, Jets. I mean, the Nets tickets, I just go because they're free and they're good What seats. about the Knicks? I mean, if they, you know, listen, the NBA wants to promote staying in school. It's, uh, the NBA's motto is stay in school. They should have a spelling bee instead of a slam dunk contest, and I would love to see Carmelo Anthony try to spell receipt. Oh, no. <laughs> or Wednesday. Or have LeBron play all 82 games. He clearly needs a couple of days off here. Well, where's the voice? Yeah, Kevin Durant, why is he even playing against the Timberwolves in February? It's like, just get him. It's like the, when they got Ray Allen on the Heat in Miami. Mm -hmm. they, they, all the money they paid him was for that one three-pointer he hit when Bosch kicked it out to him. And they won. That was all they needed him for. They should have said, we'll give you 20 mil, dress up for game six. 
and just, just sit out the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. I, I think Flippin is buried in sports too much, and I love him, but he sits there, and sometimes he interprets stuff I say like, I hate hardcore fans. I, I don't know what he's talking about. Yeah, I, I don't know either. I, I'd uh, love to debate him on it, because he is one of my favorite people, uh, Flippin. Yeah. I, I do like the guy a lot. I, I and uh, he says out loud, and I agree with him, that the Mexicans will outnumber the humans one day. <laughs> this, was the, this was his wording. He said, one of the odd things I've heard him recall is how he so, sort of sometimes resents his fans who say, like, why do you like me? I'm a gambler, a drug user, a drinker, whatever. And he, like, almost hates them if they're hardcore fans. I guess it's oh, a joke. Oh, I, I know what he's saying. Okay, yeah. now I know what he's saying. I Basically, I, 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 what, the, the, the thing is that a lot of comics have this, that uh, have low self. I hate them for liking me. Like, what's your problem? I, I'm not like that with women. It's, it's like the old Groucho Marx joke. I, would, I don't want to belong to any club that would have me as a member. Um, and I'm like, I'm a screw-up. Why do you like me? And if I'm in a bad mood, and I was using particularly, I would yell at them. But I, I don't hate them. I love them for the reason I have a car. <laughs> All right. We clear that up uh, for Flip. Uh, Artie Lang on the show. Follow him on Twitter at Artie Quitter. All right. So where are you at drug drinking-wise? Are you clean now? What's happened since the arrest? How you been doing? Well, I was told this would be a five-minute interview, so I'm really almost drinking right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> so did you have to get the next game? Uh, yeah. No, I, uh, well, I, you know, I, I've been using because I, I got arrested, but I, 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 I'm not, uh, you know, uh, Mary Poppins, but uh, I've been way worse. I'm functioning and I feel good, but um, obviously there's room for improvement. There always is. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I'd like to have abs, but it's not going to happen. And um, you don't get this body running 10 miles a day. I, I eat too much and. That's a problem, too. I mean, you know, heroin, coke could kill you, but so could uh, a car, so could booze, so could cigarettes. Yeah. I don't know. I-, I read every cigarette you smoke takes seven minutes of your life. And today I did some quick math, and I'll be dead at 1130. <laughs> 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 on, that, on that note, uh, Artie Lang, uh, I'll see you at the Wellmont, and uh, good talking to you, man. Are you coming to the show? I'll be there, yeah. Look for me. I'll probably rock a Mets hat so you can find me. Rock a Mets hat and bring that chick. I want to see who's so hot that you're going to blow me well, off. This might be a different chick from tonight, but hopefully. Listen to you. <laughs> Clean <laughs> keep, it up, baby. Got to keep the pimp hand strong, you know? <laughs> That's another great thing about your generation, talking black. I love it. <laughs> I love I love dating a girl whose father's a successful uh, white doctor in Houston, and he pays all that money for a college like Northwestern, so she can come out talking like she grew up in the Marcy Project. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right, Artie, I'll see you tomorrow. All right, buddy. Take care. Be well. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 